It's great to have you tuning into Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're calling this series of podcasts Reform. We'll be sharing how soul shepherding can help you to be reformed by God's grace to be more like Jesus. During this series, you'll experience some of our teaching from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. Registration is open for the next Soul Shepherding Institute community of pastors and all kinds of men and women in ministry. We'd love to have you join us. from a friend of ours, Nan Papineau in Colorado, and she's in our Soul Shepherding Institute. She's a pastor's wife, and Nan says, thank you for giving us the teachings of Jesus on how to deal with anger, hurt, and unresolved conflict. Sometimes it can feel like we've failed in a situation where we followed all the scriptural steps as best we could, yet the outcome was not the peaceful reconciliation we had hoped for. And we are called to forgiveness in love because of God's gracious love for each of us. And she says she's excited to dig into our Soul Shepherding booklet, Jesus' Greatest Teaching, Living the Sermon on the Mount Today. Well, thank you, Nan, for being in community with us. It's a blessing to uh, go through the Institute with you. What a great apprentice to Jesus you are. We're, We're so grateful. And we're grateful for Dallas Willard. We're approaching here the anniversary of his home going to, to be with the Lord. And we miss him, but we're just so thankful for his life and the way that God used us and encouraged us in our life in Christ through his life and his wife, Jane, who's still still alive. We're still blessed to be in relationship and contact with Jane. We are, uh, Christy, we are two of hundreds of leaders who would uh, say that Dallas Willard was the key mentor in their life. Uh, it's just an amazing uh, man of God through his books and his teachings, and we were blessed to spend many hours with him, uh, he and Jane, uh, personally, and to be encouraged by them. Just so thankful for the legacy that uh, Dallas and Jane have left us and so many people in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We really are. And we've titled this podcast Divine Conspiracy because Dallas's work there is so foundational in our understanding this invitation to really enter into full relationship with Jesus in his kingdom. The now. Divine Conspiracy is one of the few books that we have two copies of. <laughs> you have your own copy of that. I do. Yep. <laughs> It's probably one of the books I've studied the most, too, and read the most often. <laughs> and we've heard him teach on that uh, so many times, uh, literally thousands of hours listening to Dallas teach, especially on the Divine Conspiracy, mm-hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, and just the way Jesus lays out his greatest teaching. Yeah, and this this opportunity to have this with God life, that all, bring all of our life, our whole life, with God in his kingdom now. It's not just a far off and way later. And that's really the biggest impact that Dallas had on me, is just being with him, whether in a class that he was teaching, seminar, uh, the monastery class, being with him for two weeks in a monastery with other pastors, uh, and then especially in my personal conversations with him uh, over, over lunch or in his office or at his home, and just his his way of being with Jesus as he was with me. Hmm. 
and yeah. his way of relying on the presence of the Spirit of Jesus as he's listening or as he's talking, and it just is a, a flow of of life, of, of Holy Spirit life that I picked up on and experienced by, by being with him. That's right. I experienced that too. And one of the ways I experienced that too was with his his patience and his true willing good for people uh, in the questions that they asked and the way that he responded to those questions and the ways that he was tender with people like me who are more emotional and sensitive, even though he had such a brilliant mind and really took us seriously in our questions, in our wrestlings, in our emotions. He was also patient with the uh, questions that came from a place of frustration or Mm -hmm. debating Mm -hmm. uh, uh, when people insulted him. And he would stand there, uh, sometimes with uh, his hands behind his back, which I later learned was a, a spiritual discipline that he practiced as a way of being open to, and non-defensive, and just to be loving towards the person who was asking a question or was disagreeing with him or criticizing him. And so I saw him do that on a number of occasions. And just just as you described, Christy, that you experienced when you were feeling uh, burdened and uh, embarrassed about what you were wrestling with, and you'd talk with Dallas uh, privately, and he listened to you with empathy and patience and compassion, well, I saw him do that with people who are being being mean, and just the the love of Christ coming through him. Yeah, I saw that too. I think the other thing that really I appreciate about Dallas's writing and teaching and the way he lived was the way that he really took the ideas of Scripture, ventured on them very practically, practiced this way of Jesus, and proved that it works, and then really encouraged us to take this seriously, to really trust Jesus' greatest teaching that we actually can live a life free of worry. We actually can live a life where we just, we don't need anger to get, you know, what we want or to to um, be safe in this world, for instance, that we really don't need a life formed by lust even though our culture is constantly trying to form that in us and, t- and teach us that. Yeah, Christy, you're just going right down through the teachings that Jesus gives us in the Sermon on the Mount, which is what Dallas unpacks in The mm-hmm. Divine Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this this expansive view of heaven, that, that heaven isn't going to be this boring place where we wear a choir robe and, and just you know sing all day, that, that, that actually this life has a meaningful connection to heaven, where we will be ruling and reigning with Jesus, where we will be living this ongoing life with God, that God lives this amazingly beautiful, interesting life, and that we get to continue in that with Him. And I also like to say that in heaven there will be work to do, and it doesn't mean like working in a salt mine, sweating. It means like doing works of love in, in relationship, in partnership, uh, joyful, meaningful work where we're able to use our gifts to serve God and that heaven's going to be all about that. Yeah, and Dallas helped me to understand, of course you've helped me with this too, but understanding how work is good. It's a gift. It's something to be thankful for. Same thing with the law. It really helped me to understand that, the goodness of the law, the grace 
of the law. The law is a grace, the psalmist mm-hmm. says. Yeah. So there's so much that we, we've gleaned, we've learned. We've learned a lot about the soul through Dallas. I mean, here we are. Our, our whole area of studying has been to understand the person, the self, the soul. And that's why we, we went to study psychologies, because we wanted to understand our life as a person, as a soul with God and in relationship and in health. And so we studied all these psychologists and, and we learned a lot. But then we learned about Dallas and his understanding of the soul through study of scripture and philosophy. And it really furthered our understanding. It was eye-opening and heart-expanding, particularly Renovation of the Heart, which is Dallas's psychology textbooks, so to speak, um, that really un- unpacks the different functions of a human being and how they're involved in spiritual formation. So our, our thinking and our feeling, our, our heart, which in the, the biblical sense is our, our will, our capacity for choice, of course, our relationships, and our, our body, our physical being, because we, we, uh, is, is fundamental to all this, and in our soul, our whole being, our personality, the uh, or organizing principle in our life, and uh, paying attention to each of these functions or dynamics and how they operate. Uh, N.T. Wright has the great wording that these are angles of vision into the whole. Uh, these are not the quote-unquote parts of a person, as if, as if a person is like a, a car engine that could be taken apart and put back together. It's, it's all intertwined. It's all breathed with the life of God. And Dallas really helps us by taking us back to the Word of God to mm-hmm. understand each of these dynamics and how they interplay and how it's valuable for us to focus on our thinking or our emotions as it relates to our process of ongoing spiritual formation in the image of Christ. And we've taken this and his, his model there and just expanded it so much based on our thousands of hours in the pool of pain with people and helping people grow and change and looking at people's habits and looking at the ways their souls have been malformed. And we've come up with some some new models and understanding that have been really helpful, that have been really proven, that really, really work and really help us. Yeah, one of the things that Dallas said to me in one of my meetings with him, he said, you know, Bill, honor your tradition, remember your, your history. And uh, he would say this to pastors about their denomination, to you know, bring out the best in your denomination to people and respect that tradition. And so he said that to us as doctors of psychology. Mm-hmm. When uh, we first met him, we were frustrated with the limitations mm-hmm. of being Christian therapists mm-hmm. and, and some of the ways that that can be consumeristic and self-helpy and, and uh, not easily connected with discipleship to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're really wrestling about that. And Dallas was quick to uh, and sharp and I think led by the Spirit to yeah. affirm us and say, hey, you know, we need spiritual psychologists. Yes. We need uh, your expertise and understanding the, the dynamics of a human being, our, our psychology, how we function. And most people don't understand these things. And so what you have learned and studied in psychology... Keep bringing that yes. uh, and bring it into this world of spiritual formation, because uh, we need Jesus psychologists. And he was so affirming of us in the sense we had from the Lord that we were to 
give our our time predominantly to pastors and pastors' wives because he, I remember him saying, pastors are the most important people <laughs> because they're the spokespersons. You know, they're Christ's spokespersons. He also said to me, Bill, pastors ought to be the happiest people on earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can make it happen. Let's do it, you know, by, by the Lord's grace, of course. But yeah, we talked so much about pastors because we shared that that heart, and so it's really a, a big deal for me to uh, when I was talking with him one time, and I was I was you're, you're saying how you know Jesus teaches us not to worry, and and Dallas really unpacks that for us, and. That's where we wrote our book on your best life in Jesus' easy yoke, coming out of that whole teaching about uh, not worrying and not being anxious. And if there's an easier way of doing life that Jesus gives us, it's this yoke, this secure attachment, this intimacy with, with Abba, this way of submission to God. And, and so that, that learning was uh, inspired largely by Dallas. And so I was talking with him about leading a retreat for a, a megachurch. Uh, we we're going to have 200 staff there. Men and women in ministry, you know, the pastors and all, all kinds of leaders there. And I was seeking some input from Dallas on this. And I think he could tell that I was anxious and, and uh, looked at me, letting his soul sort of fill in with my, my being and said, well, I hope you're not anxious. And I just, it kind of caught me and I was like, yeah, uh, what about Jesus Easy Oak? And so we started, <laughs> we started to talk about this and, and, and he just helped me to remember that, you know, Jesus is the teacher, mm-hmm. the leader of this retreat, and he knows how to do this. And yeah, 200 people is a lot of people to lead on retreat, you know, where you're not just doing like workshops, but you're doing yeah. some guided experiences and mm-hmm. solitude and silence and some soul talk. And so... And Lexio. I had to, I think you did Lexio, Lexio Divina. Yeah. yeah, I had to br- break this down into, into some small groups mm-hmm. and things. But, uh, you know, just that the way of Jesus... And, and that's what I learned from Dallas in his books and talks and what I experienced in him by being with him. And then that's what he mentored me in, was bringing the, the way of Jesus, his submission to the Father, his delight and his enthrallment with the Father, bringing that into what I'm doing. So that's how I led that retreat. And it, it was amazing. It was a wonderful experience. People were so inspired and encouraged and it was very pivotal for that church. So thankful for that. He also affirmed that you are a teacher. Bill, you know you're a teacher, and you yeah, want to make sure you were aware of that, and you're going to use that gift. Yeah, he really caught me off guard when he said that, uh, because I'm a psychologist, and so I'm a counselor. I'm a <laughs> Practitioner. Uh, yeah, but he saw the thinker in me, mm-hmm. and of course resonated with that, and so... Yeah, you know, we share these affirmations because it's so precious to mm-hmm. us when... And, and you who are listening, you know that. When you have a, a close friend or a mentor, someone that you admire, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, hopefully a parent or grandparent, but when someone that you admire sees good in you yeah. and, and smiles from their soul to bless you with a word of affirmation, I, it's so encouraging. It is. Yeah. And I, you know, and I received so much from Dallas, but I received so much from Jane too. And I remember going up and meeting with her and just actually just complaining, just sitting on her couch and just complaining about the hard things about being a pastor's wife and all the sacrifices. And I, I had some anger about it and even some resentment. It's, and, hard, it's hard for you to be married to me. <laughs> And she was just so empathetic and yet she was so encouraging and as to how important it is, what an important role it is and the sacrifice being, you know, really good and, and really um, 
encouraging me in my own service to the Lord and also my believing and trusting that God would use that for his kingdom to help me to encourage others in in this role. And then Dallas, remembering too, Bill, we had a privilege right there towards the end of his life. We knew he was sick. We knew he was in pain. We were praying for him fervently. And so we were being extra intentional to show up where he was speaking and to be get as much as we could from him personally in his ministry. And so that last summer, you got to be a part of his two-week um, Doctor of Ministry class through Fuller at the monastery, and I got to come up and be a part of that too. And I remember just it was so clear he the way he was teaching, and he would look at us that he was passing us the baton. He was saying, "You got to take this and run with this, and you take not only what I've taught you and what you've learned from me, but you use what you've learned and what you know too." And then we were at another large conference where he was he was teaching. It was the same message again, and he was look at us and we were like, you've got to, and I remember at the break going out and, you know, cause we would process at our breaks. What are you learning? What, what's God teaching you? What, you know, and kind of share with each other what we're thinking because we hear things differently because we're different personalities and have different life experiences. And I, I remember saying that to you, he's telling us to continue this work, to take and to share what, what we've been given here, what we know. And I needed that. I needed that. It, it was huge for me in venturing on God into soul shepherding and then starting the Soul Shepherding Institute. Yeah, two different times I over the years I had asked Alice for help to get into that Doctor of Ministry class because Fuller only allows people with an MDiv in there, and I have a PhD in psychology, but I don't have a Master's of Divinity degree. Right. And so I was trying to use my connection with Dallas to get in and. Uh, it, it it wasn't working, <laughs> which was frustrating to me. Um, and so when I talked to Dallas on both occasions, he said, well, Bill, you don't need it. You can teach this. And he was yeah. really trying to yep. empower me right? to, yeah. Bill, you're a teacher. You know this. Yeah. You, you, you can teach it. And so I finally did get into the Doctor of Ministry class, uh, thankfully, in the, the last year that Dallas gave it. And it was so fun to have you part of that and a number of the days also, Christy. And it was so, even though everything that Dallas taught, literally everything, I had heard him mm-hmm. teach and read because he's summarizing. Yeah. Really, that, that class is sort of the foundation of everything that came out of his ministry because yeah. he covers it all in there. But it was still an enormous anointed impact on my life to see in a, in a saturated, uh, intensive two-week format where I'm just sitting there right in the front row, I like to say, in the, in the spray of his spit, being, <laughs> being baptized there. Uh, I was just taking it all in and just to see how he would lay out the, the content and the way he would be with us and this group of pastors was um, very uh, powerfully imprinting for me mm-hmm. and is the, uh, the main source of inspiration for our Soul Shepherding Institute is that two-week monastery class. Yeah, and yet we don't just repeat what we've learned from Dallas. We don't just repeat. It's not a, a copy of Dallas's monastery class or his teaching or his books or his writings because you know, we have our own learnings from others and from our life experience and most of all from the Holy Spirit that we're integrating in there and especially bringing it in the area of empathy and relationality and our... Um, emotional intelligence and some of the best learnings 
you know, from the field of psychology that's very consistent with scripture and um, very much Jesus's teaching. And we, we back that up and many of the Bible studies you know, that we've done on these subjects and just Dallas's teaching and the things we learn from him being catalytic for our own growth and, and, and teaching that as well. In fact, I was, I was a little bit sad because somebody had talked to me about coming to one of the retreats and only wanted to come to one of the retreats because it felt like the other ones would all be based on Dallas's teaching and felt like they really knew Dallas's material really well and wouldn't have anything to benefit. And I remember feeling a little sad about that and think, oh, they don't realize, they don't realize how much um, of what we do has, uh, is that component influence heavily, but isn't just a repeating or a regurgitation of what we've learned. From well, that. there's really three main content in, in influences. Uh, in addition to Dallas's view on, on the scriptures and Jesus' gospel as the availability of God's kingdom, that's a main input. The um, uh, Christian psychology, as you're saying, and a, a psychological understanding of the Bible and life with Jesus is a second main source. And a third would be the uh, devotional classics of, of uh, following Jesus, many of the great writers uh, from ancient times, men and women. And so these are three different sources of, now of course the Bible is, the, the, and Jesus is the key source, but is embedded in all three of those. Yes. And then the other thing about what we do in soul shepherding is that our, our methodology is not Dallas's methodology, because he, mm-hmm. he's a philosopher and uh, an old school teacher which was wonderful, and we thank God for. But we're, we're therapists, and so we're practitioners. We, we've spent 70,000 hours in a pool of pain with people over the years, and a key thing in soul shepherding is that everything that we offer, all of our content, all of our services, including this podcast, we, we are always thinking in terms of, will this be helpful to that person who is having conflict in their marriage or is feeling discouraged and depressed or is dealing with anxiety and stress or is out of touch with their emotions and feeling disconnected or is dealing with burnout or just doesn't like their their job as a pastor anymore or whatever mm-hmm. their job is. We, we, we want our our content and the, the ministry that we provide to, to really speak to people who are suffering or struggling or hurting or confused or stressed in some way. Well, and the other thing that's important is that in the Soul Shepherding Institute, the teachings coming out of our life, through our life experience, through our journey with Jesus, through our own formation with Jesus. And we all need people, just like it's helpful for us to learn from Dallas and Jane. It was helpful for us to see it through their lives. We need people that we know are living this. And that, that can be a model for us, that that we can learn from their experience in their life, yeah, how it, Jesus' it, teachings are true for them. We all need somebody who, as the Apostle Paul said to people in his day, follow me as I follow Christ. We need someone like that in our life, and not just someone that we're uh, reading their book or uh uh, watching their video, but someone that we're in the same room with that person. We're in conversation with them. We can, we can see them and, and look look at them eye to eye, to eye. and and that's what we do in the institute for five days. We live together. Uh, we're in a community together, and uh, you know our, our Soul Talks community is really big. We've had as uh, many as uh, almost ten thousand people listen to one of our podcasts. So it's a it's a it's a big room. But the Institute is a small room. We've yeah. got uh, 20 women and men in ministry at a time in a cohort, 
And we're just working through these, these groups of people to hopefully take at least 500 people through the Institute in, in our lifetime. And it's because of this principle that, that we, we learn to follow Jesus best through relationship that, that is, is close and we're, we're doing life together. And that's true for everybody, whether they're a new believer or the, the, the pastor of a megachurch. We, we all need a, a mentor, a soul friend that is helping us to follow Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you provide for us people that help us to take heart and more greater devotion to you, to really learn how to live this life with you that you call us to, this good life, this blessed life, this happy life with you and your kingdom. Continue to teach us, Lord. Continue to provide us with people that we can follow you together with and learn from. In Jesus' name, amen. It's easy to get so busy that we neglect our soul. That's why we created the Soul Shepherding Institute for you. Each of our Institute retreats is five days of inspiring teaching, guided experiences with spiritual disciplines, rest, and soul talks. You'll be a part of an authentic community of pastors and other men and women who are serving the Lord in ministry, family, or business. Additionally, you have the option to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. This track features monthly online classes, readings, and supervised ministry. To learn more, visit soulshepherding.org. It'd be fun to have you in our next community.